Huh? Yeah, whenever you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone, I'm Kevin Wolf. And I'm David Oro, and you're listening to The Umbargo, the greatest PR podcast of all time. Damn straight. Whenever we get around to it. Which is usually every other week. We're going to talk about news, politics, sports, pop culture, business, whatever we want. All of it from the point of view of public relations and communication. We are all about punching stodgy PR in the face. That's right. So sit back, strap in, and let's get it on. Today is Thursday, March 31st, 2022. Tomorrow is April Fool's Day, and we are not a fool, Kevin. Good for yourself, Dave. <laughs> I'm still working for a living, man. You're still working for a living. That's, that's right. Like sometimes. It makes we haven't had a show for a while because um, we've been busy working. But now we have a guest with us this week. We've got a show. All's good. How are you doing, Kevin? I'm good, man. Busy. Uh, like you said, uh, my kids are on, um, on spring break this week, which wow. means that one of them might pop into this pod or this, uh, yeah, this podcast at any minute. You know, asking for like a turkey bacon sandwich for the twelfth time today. So, uh, well, you started good, early. My, huh? Mine isn't. Mine isn't for. My kids don't have spring break for another couple of weeks. You, you're pretty early. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, these kids are entitled, right? They just. I mean, they were just on ski week, like a, you know, twenty minutes ago. <laughs> Probably something coming up next month too. So you got work. You got kids. Then you right. got, you're supposed to have this life of yours as well, right? Mm. Yeah. It's yeah. been marginalized. Yeah. Well. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, I, I was saying before, I got, you know, I'm not watching anything on TV because I'm asleep at 8.30 most of the time. You know, so <laughs> I can wake up at 5.30 and do it all again. Dude, so listen, speaking of TV, I've been yeah. watching this show called Severance on Apple TV. It's a series um, that talks about the act of going into the office every day for a big corporate entity. We've done that. And yeah. it's really, it's a psychological torture film. But it's also a real life manifestation of a dystopian horror film. Mm. It's about work, going to work every day, <laughs> <laughs> which is a reality. But but it's sick and twisted. It's awesome. I love it. It's actually filmed, uh, directed by Ben Stiller. But okay. in the movie, the way that they separate life and work balance is, is that you get to volunteer to go work for this corporation. If you plant something in your head, and when you go to work. You only remember your work life. You don't remember your personal life. And then when you leave and go up an elevator, you go outside to your other life into the parking lot and get in your car. It's your life, but you don't know what you did at work. That'd be super helpful, actually. Well, yeah. <laughs> think about it. Like that would be a great, that, that's a great idea because so it, what you really want to do is compartmentalize, right? You really want to be able to focus on the things that you need to focus on when you need to focus on them. And it's, that's, that's the, that's the conflict, right? That's the whole challenge is that when well, you're sitting there doing your work, you're thinking of 12 other things. And do you remember when we, do you remember when the internet like first came out and you'd be at the office and they'd be like, you, they'd like turn off Yahoo or whatever, or AOL, they wouldn't let you go there because they knew and they were right that we would just be distracted as hell, right? We just go try to do 20 other things. So I think this Severn show might be onto something. Well, Kevin, Although it sounds very Black Mirror, it's very Black Mirrorist. But I'll tell you what, it's it, it's it's fiction and it's not real. The okay. real life work life balance is is something we have to deal with, and you can't put a chip in your head. So this week, I'm <laughs> I hate to do that intro for you, <laughs> but that's what we're going to be talking about today. And our guest, who has written an article 
for Fast Company. Um, it was done uh, last summer. She wrote an article called There's No Right Path to Work, Life Balance, But There Are Plenty of Wrong Ones. And it's, she's given five ways to kind of figure out a healthier way of living between work and stuff. So let me introduce to you Nikki Hall. She's the CMO of Content Square, a digital experience analytics company overseeing its global, and she oversees its global go-to-market strategy. Um, I don't know what else you do there, Nikki. So let me <laughs> say hello and tell us about yourself. Welcome to the embargo. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Nice to see you again. Um, yeah. So um, I joined Content Square a little over a year ago to um, head up marketing and it's been great. So what do I do there? Um, most recently, we just rebranded. So, um, you know, building the brand to drive inbound demand and preference. Um, the biggest thing, I would say one of our biggest things that we focus on is accessibility. Um, so yes, we're building a brand for digital experience analytics, but also one that's super accessible. Um, there's actually 1.8 billion people out there with some type of different abilities, which makes it harder for them to see the web. Um, and so that's a big focus of ours, leveling the playing field there. I see. So before you, before we go into this thing that we were talking about in your, mm -hmm. in your article, you know, this Kevin and I are PR guys. I met you. I think you came out of the PR world too, yep. didn't you? Right yep. before you were doing the marketing thing. And I know the CMO's job is super stressful, but every time we there's a job survey about jobs being being stressful, it is PR is up there. And I think CNBC had the latest one. We were like number eight out of the top ten most stressful jobs. Um, in the world. And one of the number one was enlisted military personnel, followed yeah. by firefighter and an airline pilot. So what we're doing is very stressful work around here. Any marketer, if you ask me, has mm -hmm. a pretty stressful job. Uh, Wait a second, though, right? It, it, it's kind of a joke, right? Like it's, <laughs> it, it is stressful, but like we shouldn't be on any list with firefighters or enlisted people, right? Like th those are real jobs. Like when, when something goes bad in our world like it's embarrassing and and it can be bad for business but usually no one dies fortunately well I, one of our guests said recently it is pr not er right there you so. go. that's that's a great way to put it let's try to yeah. keep it let's try to keep things in perspective we can, we can keep it in perspective but it is a stressful job because kevin every time i call you you're like i'm stressed I'm yeah stressed. that's true <laughs> i'm stressed yeah. i'm stressed you're right, right? no so that's you could be stressed and still not save lives, right? So, you know. Point taken, yeah. Yeah, but anyways, part of, part of that, Nikki, is is a work-life balance, right? And that's what we wanted to talk to you about here. And like, just, you know, tell us a little bit about the article that you wrote and why you wrote it. And, you know, we'll take it from there. You know, David, I was actually inspired by Blair Christie. So Oh, yeah, I remember Blair. So yeah. if it, people don't know, Nikki and I met at Cisco, which is one of the top corporate communications teams. And she was the CMO at uh, Cisco when we were there. Yeah. And I was um, lucky enough. I, I knew her before she became CMO. So we had a relationship and she's, you know, she was one of my mentors and people I looked up to. And um, as I had my first child, I asked Blair, she just took on corporate communications and she was just promoted to SVP. And I said, Blair, how do you do it? You have kids. Now you're an SVP. And, um, and she taught me this whole notion of work-life integration, and it just really resonated with me. And I try to live it every single day. It helps keep me in line because there's no such thing as balance. 
like ever in anything we do. Um, well, if I go back to my B2C days when I was marketing with BMW, they do have 50-50 weight distribution. So maybe they are the only ones that have balance. But um, when it comes to jobs and anything else, I think it's about how do you integrate work and how do you integrate life? Sometimes work is going to be, you know, where you put your, you know, foot on the throttle and you just go forward. Um, let me give you an example. Uh, usually I commute into the office once uh, a month and that's in New York city. That's our HQ. And it's so much better of a commute than my 17 years round trip to Silicon Valley for three hours a day. That was horrible. <laughs> um, so now it's once a week, I am um, once a month, I go into New York. Uh, and that's very manageable and I love it actually. Um, but over the past, since we just rebranded our company and we launched a digital benchmark report and all this good stuff last uh, Wednesday, March 23rd, I've been in New York, Mexico, Las Vegas. I leave for London um, on Saturday, Paris. And then we I end this three and a half week trip in Miami for an, in our first ever industry analyst summit. So sometimes, you know, work-life integration, sometimes it's about uh, more work and that's okay. But I know at the end of the tunnel, there'll be a little bit more life. So you know, it, it's interesting. I had not heard of work-life integration. I've always heard the balance. And when people talk about it, they were like, eh, you don't get a balance. The integration part is, Interesting, because I, I mentioned it, and I actually, I had a client, new father, uh, we were talking, and, you know, he was, like, in his first week, and it's, like, the death face, like, nobody's getting any sleep or anything like yeah. that, and he was trying to give me, you know, I got three kids of my own, and I was trying to give him some advice, and I, I used the term work-life integration without really knowing what it meant, <laughs> but he's all, oh, I like that, and I think he's taking it away from that. So what do you mean by like integration? What are we integrating? We're integrating our personal lives and the work lives. Sometimes uh, there's going to be more demands on the personal front. Like my daughter's graduating eighth grade. So um, that's the end of May. So we're typically go to New York for our exec committee meeting. I'm prioritizing my family, right? I'll, I'll dial in via Zoom for that meeting um, and, you know, prioritizing family a bit more. Um, but sometimes like this three and a half week trip, I just told you, I've been kind of on, I have to, you know, focus a bit more on work. So it's integrating them and there's never going to be balanced. Sometimes it's more work. Sometimes it's more family, but if you just kind of, um, prioritize what's important, um, it, it kind of works. It's worked for me. And I try to give the same advice to other kind of people who are kind of growing in their careers. So, yeah. so Nikki, I, I, I get it. And I think we've all kind of grown accustomed to it, especially the last couple of years, right? Where we're all working, a lot of us are working from home even more than we did. And, and that line between working and not working has blurred, but I, I'm, I gotta say, I'm a little nostalgic and I'm not usually, but I'm a little nostalgic for the days when we could like walk away from the work that we were doing at the end of the business day, right? Like, Leave the office, leave the computer, leave the desk, um, you know, leave the cell phone and just go have like a non-work life and not have to dial in for that Zoom at, at seven o'clock, which we're all, you know, I, I mean, I, we all do it. A lot of us do it, right? It's, a, you know, I've got like back-to-back -back Zooms some nights for various things, not even just work, like kids stuff, family stuff that just, it infringes. 
Um, so, I mean, I get it. Do you think it's a, is that a good thing? Do we want integration or should we strive for more balance where we can, you know, kind of turn one thing off and focus on the other? Yeah, for me, what's worked for me, um, and I'm very fortunate to have like an amazing team at work and, um, wonderful husband, a good relationship with him. And my kids have a wonderful relationship with them and they're super responsible is the integration. I don't strive for balance. I don't think I'll ever get balanced. And I think it's an unrealistic expectation. I'll be setting myself up for failure. I do know sometimes it's going to be a bit more work. My husband, he's also a CMO and he knows that this time in my life right now with rebranding a company, high growth. I mean, it's insane. The growth of our company, um, that he's, He's prioritizing me and then right now in our life. And sometimes, you know, it'll be his turn, right? So it's integrating both. I don't, we'll never, I'll never get to a balance ever. It does seem like (laughs) it's, it's hard at this point to kind of put that toothpaste back in the tube, right? Like the the separation of church and state is, is gone. I I think you're probably right that we're just going to have to live with the fact that, um, that work will always be there. Um, at yeah, all hours, you know, given the technology to, aspect, yeah. like nothing but it's else. Not to shut it off, right? If we build the right teams and lead with empathy and, you know, lead with a common vision, a common North Star and a strategy to achieve it. You know, my learnings from Cisco, David knows this. What's your VSEM, vision, strategy? How are you going to execute and how are you going to measure over a rolling four quarter, you know, plan? When you execute on that, whether or not your team's the size of 20 or your marketing team's the size of 100, if you all have the same common North Star, I actually, I can step away, Kevin. I can step away, go to dinner, not think about work um, because I have leaders who are so strong and we're aligned on what success looks like and you know our swim lanes, if you will. Mm. So it's, I think it's, it is possible. It, it will always be here. This will always be here, but it's on us to realize when it's time to tune in to work and tune into family, tune into friends, tune into self-care. How's that integration going for you, Dave? Yeah, I work from home, dude, so I'm good. <laughs> actually, for me, it's actually pretty challenging. I think the, the real thing is, you know, I mean, this morning I had a big launch. I was tied to this desk from 7 and 12, and I've been on, on phone. I've been working hard this week. This was the work hard week. Plus, you know, I'm on a, I'm an elected official here. So I'm on a city council and I have to do that too. And you, you, you just focus that time. And I think for me, knowing that there's competing demands, I really focus on what I have to focus at that moment, whether it be work, whether it be council and whether it be family. And I make sure I just get into it because I know as soon as that ends, I have to shift to something else. But I'll say this, when I'm with my family, I really, really like try to turn it off at that time. There may be a point where I, I pause and maybe later at night or middle of the afternoon, I might check in to see something, but I'm not going to, I hope to God I'm not diving into it while I'm with family time. It's sort of just checking it in. And I think, you know, the inner, the integration also comes with focus, right? So like, you know, those things are all going to mix in together at one point or the other, but whatever you're doing at that moment, you have to have that focus. 
That's yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I find it challenging myself. You know, I, I'm a like, you know, habitual like email checker. Um, you know, I, I, I'm like a, I'm sure it's like an OCD thing. Like if somebody s- sends me a note, I feel like I've got to respond right away. You know, it's just kind of the personality that I am. But uh, yeah, I, I get it. I mean, I think it makes a lot of sense. I, I find it, uh, I find it challenging to turn turn the work stuff off. I've been working from home for 20, uh, 20 years. Um, so I, it's, it's just kind of, um, it's just kind of part of how I go through the day. Nick, oh, Nikki, oh, you got a question? Yeah, yeah. I do got questions. So I want to get to you, Kevin, like you're, you're, you, you want to respond to emails right away. And it's kind of a habit. It's probably a good habit from a business point of view, but Nikki, I want to ask you, do you have any tips and tricks to separate? Like I once worked with a person and he was a high level executive at the company. And an hour before he bet for, for, for bedtime, he turned his phone off. I mean, like to commit to turn your phone off at nine o'clock at night when you know things are happening around at a global corporation, that's, that's kind of a tough thing to do sometimes, you know? Yeah. Do you have tips or tricks that you do? Yeah, I shut off my phone. Um, I shut off my phone. Um, I think things can wait if, if it's really urgent people know how to find me <laughs> i mean you know but um th- you know I-, I think you mentioned it david try to be super present whether or not it's present in work and not multitask and be present and respectful to the person you're meeting or present with your family or like you're on the council i do national charity league with my daughter and so we do a lot of donations and giving back being present there um so my tip is just to kind of try to stay focused and it, it, it's, there's so much noise. So I really caught like consciously try to stay focused on the, in the moment, if you will, because otherwise oof, <laughs> it's hard. And I think um, where I learned that was um, doing yoga. I love to do yoga and doing yoga. They teach you to breathe through things and just this, this won't last, this pain won't last forever. <laughs> You'll get through it. Just breathe through it. And um, so I think that's where I've learned it. Just kind of focus, stay present. And uh, yeah, that works for me. But yes, I shut off, I shut off my phone often. Um, yeah. Make time for the, the moment I'm in. Yeah. Cause truly how many true emergencies are out there at times when you could take an hour to go hang out with your kid for a little bit, <laughs> just be there. Yeah. And if you have the right leaders in place too, right? I mean, if you're surrounded by a great team, um, you have each other's back. Is that a culture that you, you've instilled there? Like you're like, so so first of all, when you are more junior employee or like part of a team and not necessarily leading an organization, I think there's sometimes some pressure to over, to always be on. Yes. And it's like, oh, my God, well, you know, and, and a lot of times you don't have the visibility of what on means. I remember in my career, I'm like, how are these people doing this all the time? And I, I almost didn't let go, but I just kept working all the time. Absolutely. How, how do you get that down through your organization? Yeah, I do think it's um, I was there myself early in my career. I remember commuting into Cisco, leaving my house at 5 a.m. <laughs> Crazy, right? Um and I think as you grow in your career, you, you get perspective mm. and you realize what's truly important, um, but that only comes with time. Um, the culture I try to set with my team and companies I look for when I join an organization 
And I was very fortunate to find a content square. It's just one of those super empowering um, team spirit, have each other's back. I've actually, David and Kevin, I've never worked at a company where there hasn't been any politics. Like, I kid you not. Like, I've been here almost over a year and everyone is just rowing in the same direction and um, we have each other's back. And it starts from the top. Uh, my CEO, Jonathan Jerky, um, you know, he takes the time. You know, he's a French guy who moved to the States and he knows the importance of family and he takes the time and um, encourages us to take the time, respects our boundaries. If we're out of the office, he respects that. Um, so I try to do the same exact thing with my team. It's the culture we're in. And I was very, uh, I was interviewing with different companies. And when I, um, I interviewed this company for culture, it was culture is one of my top five things that are important to me. And, uh, yeah, and I try to, to, you know, emulate it and have my team emulate it as well. What are some, what are some rules? What are some like work-life integration rules to live by? Like, uh, you know, um, no, no phone calls, no meetings after six o'clock at night, no email responses after eight or like, do do you have anything like that? Is there a, like a playbook or something like that? Unfortunately, I don't, Kevin, you know why? Because every, every team and every country is different, right? The team in APAC, they have to work different than the team in France or the UK or Tel Aviv or New York, right? So but what I try to instill is know your limits, understand the business priorities. The 80-20 rule is 80% of your time focus on your top priorities. Like, you know, don't lose focus. Focus on your top priorities that are aligned to the marketing priorities that are aligned to the company, top company business priorities, right? Growth. So, um, and then also um, always kind of reinforcing the importance of kind of overall well-being. So taking time for oneself, um, like, we don't, we try not to work too much on the weekends. Um, you know, on a Sunday, I always prepare for the coming week, but I don't expect my team to, but before the rebrand, I do have to tell you, I told my, my team, I said, expect to work around the weekend, <laughs> you know, before the rebrand. But, uh, I think it's just, um, if, you know, just ensuring the team is focused on the business priorities, not spending too many cycles on other things, taking time for themselves, um, taking the hour a day to go for a run, to use the Peloton, whatever it is. Um, I think that's what's key. Yeah. You know, there's some, is, what, is your company allowing, I've seen this trend more and more these days. Um, one client, they call it a, well, they call them wellness days. Literally give the whole company a day off on a Monday or Tuesday. Do you guys do that? Or you, have you, yeah, we haven't said that yet. I mean, we, um, we do have um, different types of, of days off to give back globally. And it, and it varies depending upon the country because legalities, but um, no, they, uh, but they did start something new this year where we have a certain amount of money that we can use towards wellness. Mm. So whether or not it's my yoga classes, I want to expense or whether or not it's acupuncture or chiropractic care or going to the spa, um, anything that for overall wellness, we can expense up to a certain amount. Yeah. Uh, and that's a global perk. Yeah, I think one of the things that I saw on on the thing that I just mentioned, which is like the whole company gets a day off. And you may want to look into it. I'm not suggesting yeah. anything. I'm not an HR management consultant here. But what the beautiful thing about it that I've noticed, because I work across clients, mm-hmm. is that because everybody's off at the same time on a weekday, 
nobody feels obligated to check in because somebody is working. Sure. Right. And so whatever that day is, everybody, maybe they'll go to the DMV and get a new license or they'll go to the doctor yeah. or they'll go to the beach and just hang out. Um, and I've seen people and like you see these posts, particularly on LinkedIn. Oh, thank you for letting me be here on a yeah. Tuesday afternoon. Some of them volunteer or do whatever, you know. So awesome. just curious if, if that was there. All right. You no, know, so that's kind of, oh, sorry, Dave, you're going. No, no, go, no, no, go ahead, Tim. I was just going to say, it, it, I, it sounds great. I just, it, it's, it's sticking with me, man. It's like, uh, you know how um, like Google will feed you, you know, at, at their place, right? It's like, hey, free food. We got your breakfast, your lunch, and your dinner. And you're like, God, that's great. What a kick-ass perk. And then it's like, oh, wait, I'm, I'm here all day then, right? Like, so that's really what you're, you know. So I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I hear what you're saying, guys, and and I, I I think it makes a lot of sense. I don't think we have a choice, but I don't know. I, I just well, I, I can't help but feel like we got to find a way to get back to like on off, well, like okay. almost an intentional. Maybe it is that you know I, I saw an article the other day. They were talking about like we need to go back to the four day work week, or we need to get a four day work week. I was like, that sounds like a kick ass idea. Like, I you know not that I mean, I'd probably end up checking email then too because I'm just. <laughs> You know, that's just how I'm wired. But I, I just, you know, can we, is it even possible? I guess that's, how about that? Is it even possible at this point? Um, I, I, I think it is, Kevin. I think it is. Box. Yeah, yeah I, I think it is. And, and you bring up a good point. So like, as tech companies came up, right, and they sort of began to rule the world, they said, oh, we could do everything for you. We'll get you a ping pong table, a pool table. Oh, and by the way, if we're really big, we'll get you some laundry service and some food. Sure. Just come out and hang out here. And then like, yeah, we got a bar. It, it, was, it was a new way to think about work at the time. And people were like, oh, my God, that sounds so cool. The campus yeah. is pretty. It's, you know, it, it felt very college dorm like, if you will. Uh, and then I think people realized, oh, no, my God. And this goes back to my severance talk earlier today. Yeah. They kind of suck you in and like well, make it's sure the same thing, Dave. There. When we when we got to Fleischman Hillard, what did they give us? They gave us a cell phone and a laptop. And I was like, fuck, I'm 22. That is killer. Like I was so stoked. And then I was like, oh, well, so that means you can call me whenever you want. <laughs> you know, you're gonna email me. And so it is, it's a little bit of a it, it, it's a little bit of a bait and switch or whatever, you know, it's, it, well, it, but I, I'm I, not sure it's, I'm not sure it's a healthy, I'm not sure it's super healthy. Is my, but point. My, my point is, you know, and this is what I think Nikki, what you're trying to make with your article. It's like that those gifts of connectivity or burdens of connectivity is here and they're not going anywhere, but I think it's up to us to figure out how, and I think people need to, figure out a way to separate. I talked about a little bit about focus, but I, I'm hoping that the culture becomes, and that's why I talked about those wellness days. It's okay to separate. We're, we know that we're working all the time. And I think that tide is shifting a little bit in the American workforce. The pandemic helped a lot, I think, in terms of having that conversation. And I, I, I'm, my hope is, is that we don't go back to that, work all the time cycle without any break. Whatsoever. You know what it is, Dave? My, my, my middle kid is in, uh, he's in uh, DC and New York this week on his eighth grade trip. And uh, he, he was at the, at the, um, at the, uh, I'm seeing the show on, on Broadway last night, which I'm sure he 
fucking hate it. He's coming back tonight. I'm sure he's going to be miserable. He had to do that. But I was trying to, we were trying to like locate him with his Apple phone or whatever, or text him or something like that. And we couldn't get him. And then we're like, oh, you know what? I bet when he walked into that place, he had to put his phone in one of those bags. Like you have to leave your phone. You have to check your phone. They don't want it to ring. Obviously, they don't want it going off during the show. That's a smart fucking idea, right? That's, <laughs> I think when, when you leave your desk, right? Maybe we should just put that phone in a little pouch and you can't access that thing until, you know, whatever, 8 a.m. the next morning or something like that. That we, we need, it's, I mean, look, it's the technology that at the, at the core of this whole thing is the technology, the accessibility enabled by the internet and so on and so forth. And, and I sound like a nutcase, I'm sure, but like it's, that's, that's the root of this whole thing is, is, is the tech because once the tech became ubiquitous and we could be reached and we could reach others at any time all over the world, day and night. We just did. And I don't think we're going to stop doing that unless we throw that thing away. So I think <laughs> what? what I'm trying to say is shut the internet down, right? It's something like that. Okay, there you go. That's yeah. my rant. So you should watch the show Severance because you can get okay. a chip implanted in your head. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right, Nikki. I don't know if you have any parting words here. We've got to wrap this up a little bit. I don't know if you wanted to say something in terms of what we were commenting uh, on that, but let us, you know, do you have anything to add to that? Well, I think it's just on us, right? I mean, um, it, we each have a responsibility to be able to say, you know what? I can shut down. Like I, I can shut off my phone for an hour. I can step away. My Kevin, my daughter just finished her eighth grade um, trip to DC okay. and at her school, they couldn't bring their phones. Oh, and, wow. um, and I got to tell you, Sophia, my daughter, she had an amazing time. She was freaking out going there saying, I can't, I won't have my phone. What? Who's going to do all my snaps? Yeah. And, um, and, um, but she said it was probably one of the best experiences she's had. And uh, they had to do like um, a scrapbook when they got back. And um, so, yeah, I, I think if you can s- step away, if you can shut off your phone, um, I think that will help you kind of reach that work-life integration. There's never going to be balance with this on all the time, with work on all the time. It's frenetic. It will not happen. <laughs> I think yeah. we just need to be givers and, you know, just give ourselves some grace and say, you know what? It's okay. I'm not going to do everything. I'm not going to be everything for everyone, but I can just be the best I can be and in the moment. Good tip. I like it. Well, if you want to read Nikki's article and she gives five things that you guys should be aware of on there, she, the articles in Fast Company, there's no one right path to work-life balance, but there are plenty of wrong ones. She goes into further detail about that. And we'll, to those that are on our mailing list, and we'll share it on social media, that link as well. Um, hey, by the way, Content Square sounds like a great place to work. Uh, right? <laughs> based on what Nikki totally, is Totally, right? Saying, I mean, that, that's, so if you're looking for a job, especially marketer, in marketing, right? Yeah. right? Well, maybe across the board. I mean, but especially in marketing, yeah, reach we're out to yeah. Nikki. And uh, and Content Square and uh, you know, how many recs do you have, Nikki? Well, the company is hiring fifteen hundred people in the next three years. All right, well, plenty of opportunity. <laughs> plenty of opportunity there. So, yeah, yes. a lot of growth. If you want great tech, great culture, and a solution that's solving something for today and tomorrow, like um, check it out. Very very great company. Sounds All right. Good. Thanks, Nikki. Appreciate it. Thanks, sir. Uh, you get to pick the song. Apparently, you picked a song for us that was played at your rebrand, pre-launch. Uh, what what yeah, was it? So we, we just um, 
evolved our brand and uh, new content square brand. It's a, you can kind of see here, C, it's a C for content square. It's right at the center of the C. Um, and it also represents a uh, pixel, the foundation of all things digital. So content square. Um, we, and we are all about more human analytics. So behind every mouse move and click and ah, if, are they rage clicking? Um, is a person. So um, we don't care who they are, but we care about if they're frustrated or not. We have ads on TV. If you were watching March Madness, you could see the commercials there. We're up and down the 101. We're in New York, um, Lincoln Tunnel, Queensboro Bridge, West Side Highway, digital bus shelters. Uh, yeah. So check us out. That's oh, funny. wow. That yeah, big, big marketing campaign there. Good for you. Oh, so thank you. Well yeah. All right. Your song is High Hopes. We uh, thank you again for being here. Um, and for our audience, we will be back. I don't know when we're coming back, Kevin. We'll, we'll figure out a time, but it, it is uh, regularly kind of scheduled when we decide to do it. All I right. have to say, you guys, this is the most fun I've had on any podcast. So <laughs> good job. Thanks. Dave. All right. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks See so you all soon. Bye. Bye. Say